as we've been uh, taking our so, slow stroll through the, uh, the Gospel of Luke, uh, we come to this uh, few verses where Luke kind of picks it out of, uh, out of context. I'll just tell you this. Uh, we're, so we're in Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 22. And, uh, it's, and I'll, I'll read it first, but uh, Luke, the writer and historian, is not putting this in, in the same time as it's, as it's found in, in uh, Matthew and Mark. And he, he puts it here. And remember, last, last week we talked about the feeding of the 5,000. And before that, we, we talked about how Jesus calms the storm, right? Remember? Uh, so there, there's this leading up to who is this Jesus? In fact, uh, before, before that, Herod was trying to figure it out. And he's like, so who is this Jesus? And, and everybody would give him a, a different, well, we, I don't know, is he, is he John the Baptist? He goes, oh, that's bad because I cut that guy's head off. Uh, so um, he, we come to this episode right here in, in these four verses. And um, Jesus is wanting them to see him for who he really is. And that, that's why I, I made the segue between Colossians 1, 15 to 20. So here we are. It says this, once when Jesus was praying. Always like that. Once when Jesus was praying. Uh, so he doesn't put it in context. In private, and I like this too. He was praying in private and his disciples were with him. Isn't that an interesting comment? <laughs> I'm praying in private with my friends. <laughs> so private from all the other people, but I am praying together. Okay. And he asked them, who do the crowd say I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. And Jesus strictly warned them not to tell anyone. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day raised to life. Jesus was doing something very particular in the lives of the disciples in this moment. And he was redefining something of how they would see the role of Jesus in their life. This is two years into the three and a half year uh, time when Jesus is walking the earth. And so it, it's, it's the time right now where, where we've gone over the hump and now we're on down, the downward slide, which is actually the upward slide for those who know Jesus this morning. Um, and he was not testing his disciples, but he was questioning whether they were going to get who he really was. And I, and I like that first he begins, and he's, he's in prayer. And I don't know if you've been like this, but you, sometimes you're in prayer and you have a question. Anybody? <laughs> when I pray, I'm always questioning. Uh, and, and sometimes other, other questions come to my mind uh, as, as well. But I, I can just imagine, I want to always, anytime I read the gospel, I want to set myself in the scene. So here I am with the 12 and Jesus, and Jesus is praying. And they're like, man, he prays a lot. In fact, if you read in the book, in this uh, gospel of Luke, Jesus is always praying. He's praying a lot. And a lot. He's praying in the morning, 
He's praying at night. He's praying. And who knows what he's praying right now. But then it was like he, he stopped his prayer and he said, I want to ask you guys something. Who do the crowds say that I am? Now, why would he start there? Why would he start with the crowds? And, and I think it just, it just points to the influences that shape our thinking. And in all of our lives, uh, we are influenced by a lot of things, aren't we? You guys turned on your television. You, you saw some media. Anybody see any news this week? What is happening in the world? Huh? There's a war in Israel. Anywhere else? The war in Ukraine? Huh? Anywhere else? Conflicts, skirmishes around the world? Yes. It, it, I mean, again, it depends on where they point the lens is where you're influenced. Right? It's like all of a sudden we pointed over here to Israel, and that is a, a very difficult and terrible thing, and they're telling us all kinds of stuff about that. But how did, how did the lens go from over here to over here. And now I've forgotten these guys already, right? And he's discipling them in how to think about influence because he was concerned about the influence they were under. And he's going, okay, what is really happening? I listened to this, uh, this biologist and he says, when, when you're studying in, in science, you have to understand 50% of everything you think is wrong. Now think about that for just a second in your own life. <laughs> 50% of everything you think. Now, I don't know if it's a true 50%, but we never assume that what we think might be wrong. We only think that what we think is right, right? That way we can argue about whatever. Right? We can argue politics, we can argue religion, we can argue whatever, because what we think is true. You guys with me? <laughs> so he's teaching them about this concept of influence to say, well, what are these guys thinking? So that they will come to the correct influence. And you guys, you get it? And as I'm reading this, I'm realizing i got to check my influences too, right? And so I, I, it's interesting that he, it says that he, he was in prayer when this happened because one of the best ways to be influenced is to pray. Do you want the Holy Spirit to influence you in the right direction? It, it, you know, it's funny, he just comes right off of this. It's like, and Jesus was praying and then asked this question. And then he, he's basically saying, we have the influence of the Holy Spirit and what the Lord is saying, and then we have the crowd. Now, how many times has, has this ever happened to you where you felt um, that what the world was saying was, was correct and what God was saying was incorrect? No one has ever, th- has ever guessed. No one? You guys with me? <laughs> it happens all the time, Right? I mean, there's not one person here that's ever told God he's wrong. You guys, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so he starts with this, this, this concept of influence. And, and I, I think it's important for us, too, 
to realize that if we're going to follow Jesus in fullness, we have to be aware of the things that we're influenced by. And if, there, if the influence is by the world, the crowds, we better be careful. We better be careful, especially media. It's all lies, you know that. Or it's all pieces of truth which lead us away from the truth. All of it. I mean, we just went through a massive exercise in influence. Did you know that? The last three and a half years of the pandemic, everything was lies. I mean everything. Everything they told us was lies. They told me if I stayed six feet from you, I would be safe. They told me if I wore a mask of any dimension. No, it doesn't matter what kind. It's got to be safe, right? They, they told me if I, if I took a vaccine, I would not catch it. How many? I only know like three people that actually took the vaccine that didn't catch it. Out of the thousands I know, right? They, 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 they told me if, that I would, I would not only not catch it, but I would also not be able to give it. How many know that wasn't true? How many know that I should take it for another person? And yet Pfizer says that we never tested whether we could get it and pass it. Lies, lies, lies. They lied about everything. And we said this is the truth. Because the crowd said it was true. The people on the TV said it was true. Do you guys realize how influenced we are? You okay? (laughs) You're all looking at me. What? They lied to me? This is the first I've heard. Everything they said was lies. Everything. But that's not even all the lies. Because then they lied about the lies. And then we're like, now I'm really confused. <laughs> seriously. Everything, I mean, it, it, seriously, even, even with the, the, the war in Israel right now, there is really a war going on. But there's two sides to what's happening over there. Do you know that? I, I listen to, I, I, there's a number of rabbis that I listen to that are in Israel. And they're saying it is impossible, impossible, for the, the, an invasion through the Gaza Strip. Because it's the most heavily fortified place in Israel. If you knew that your enemy was right across there, like we have a border wall, kind of. If, if, if Mexico was coming through, if we knew that Mexico was our sworn enemy, do you think we would finish the wall? Probably. Well, they did finish their, their border thing. But somehow or another, thousands of people came through it. How did it happen? I'll leave you to it. (laughs) Because there's always another side of the story, the story they tell us, and then the story that they're not telling us. Anyway, let me get back to the Bible. Stay away from the world. But that's the thing. If your thinking is being projected on you by the world, and then you're buying it. You have to be very careful to scrutinize it with the truth. And that's why God has led, left us the whole Bible. If, we, if somebody asks us, who is Jesus? We don't have to question that. I mean, every year at Easter, you seem like Time Magazine. Who is Jesus? <laughs> it's all right here. He is the invisible 
God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created. I mean, how am I, how am I missing? Am I missing something? Because this stands as the truth. This is the greatest influence of us. Now, I'm not saying you can't listen to media, but boy, oh boy, uh, even my grandfather, he, yeah, the only thing I remember him ever saying, uh, like his uh, a saying, was he, he, he said, believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you read. And this guy was a media junkie. So uh, I'm like, good point. And, and actually, I would just say, believe nothing of what you hear and nothing of what you read either. <laughs> you got to be careful. Okay, I won't go, uh, go off. Do you know that there's a spirit in the world, and it, it, the spirit of Satan is lies? Do you guys know that? And what, one of his greatest influences is the way that he keeps us from being effective as Christians is for us to believe lies. You know that? And that's one of the reasons that Jesus, he starts with the crowd because he wants to see if these guys are influenced by it. But he comes to the second point, and he, and he says, who do you say that I am? And they say, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the, li- the Son of the living God. How many say that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Anybody in here? Everybody? Everybody? Put your hand up if that's true. Okay, now, now you're really in trouble. Because what does that mean? If Jesus is the Christ, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, if, if he is the fullness of the invisible God, then that, what does that actually require of us? We'll find out next week. <laughs> but we'll pause for a moment and think about that in our own life. Because what is Jesus, when he says that to them, they get the right answer, but not necessarily with the right motive. Now, you got to re- realize that historically, everyone in Israel was waiting for Jesus, or waiting for the Messiah, right? And so they're seeing Jesus, he's, he's healing the sick, he's raising the dead, he's calming the waters, he's making bread out of nothing, he's, crea- he's creating and they're going, I think that's John the Baptist. That's kind of off, isn't it? Well, maybe it's Elijah. Why didn't they just say? Why didn't they get it? Anybody? Huh? Part of it was their influence. Yes, part of it was. Yes. Okay. But these guys got it. And their conclusion was, you are Christ the Lord. And, and I, I, th- I think what's interesting about that is that uh, he, like we, have captured what, who Jesus really is. But I don't think we understood the fullness of what he was saying to us about questioning us that way. Because when Jesus says, uh, I'm your Lord, there might be something attached to that. True? And how many have walked in a manner where Jesus, though we know he's Christ, he wasn't our Lord? Besides Kendra, who said that she's not walking perfectly with God every minute of the day. 
<laughs> okay, so so all of us can put ourselves in that camp, and 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 I think that when they made that statement, that Jesus was ready to press on them, and it it comes in the next verses because he says anybody who's is going to follow me is also going to carry a cross, and we'll talk about that in another week. Um, but then he says this weird and curious statement. Verse 21, Jesus strictly warned them, don't tell anyone. Now, wouldn't you think if you got the right answer, and Jesus says that's the right answer, wouldn't that be a good time to tell everyone? Are you guys okay? But he literally ordered them. This is a, the, the, the word construction, the word they use there is, is, is a military order. Don't you dare. Tell anyone. And I thought, why would Jesus say that? You know, there's people, uh, commentators, you know, they, everybody's got a different thing. But I think that what I first reflected on was, you show them. Because, you know, a lot of Christians can talk a lot of smack, can't they? Are Christians good at talking? Yeah. And less good about showing? So one of the reasons he says don't tell anybody, I think, is, is like you just you show them through your life that you're following me as the Messiah, as Lord. And then uh, the, the second thing is, and, and it doesn't say this, but it's, it, this episode in Matthew, uh, Jesus tells Peter when he makes this statement, he says, you know what? Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. And the reality is for all of us, if you have come to determine that Jesus is Lord of your life, that was something that was birthed by the Holy Spirit. And it behooves us to not declare it, but to pray it. Because I I am 100% convinced that the only reason that we have had our understanding open to who Jesus is is because somebody prayed for us. And so it behooves all of us that when we look at people that don't get it, that it's not, don't tell them, pray them. Okay? Everyone that we meet that doesn't know Jesus, and there's more and more every day, <laughs> we, should be, we should be lifting them up to the Lord. And I don't know, anybody here busy still? You got more than one thing to do? Okay couple people here. But the cool thing about prayer is it means just talking to God. And you can do that anywhere at any time and with anybody. And if we spent more time just saying, Lord, I pray for that person and then move on, the Lord will accomplish His work. You know, I've been praying for this valley for 30-some years. Every time I fly into it, I pray for it. I'm like, Lord, look at all the lights. Those represent all those people. Lord, you've got to, you, you've got to reveal yourself to them. Even yesterday, I was, I was coming from Santa Cruz over the hill, and when, when I saw the, the foggy haze of, of the valley, I said, those are our people. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, you and me, man, we're going after this thing. And, and, and I still believe to this day that God is answering those prayers. But it's even better when we choose those people that are before us and pray for them. All right. Um, 
let the Holy Spirit reveal to them what he's revealed to us. Now, should we declare Jesus as Lord? Mm-hmm. The, the Bible actually tells us. I mean, I mean Paul says, I'm, I know nothing except Jesus, <laughs> him crucified. He's like, I, I got to get this. But up until this point, they were declaring the king was coming. And it was important for them to continue with that message. All right. Now there's this other last little curiousness. He says, don't tell anybody. And then he said this, the Son of Man, the Messiah, must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and must be killed, and on the third day raised to life. And what I gather from this is they were not expecting him to say that. (laughs) They were expecting, it's like, He's the Christ, which means he's the king, the coming king, the one that's supposed to establish the kingdom on the earth. That was what their understanding was. And he says, I know what you anticipate is this, but I'm going to tell you a different circumstance. And I just put down here, we have to be aware that the circumstances that Jesus will lead us to are completely different. I won't say completely, but often different than what we expect. Are you guys okay with that? Okay. So, he said it in a different way. So, it, with, with all of our lives, uh, is life everything you expected so far? And I, I know that as soon as you came to Christ, you were like, oh, now I'm on it. How, how many of your life is working out 100% exactly as, as you wanted it? Anybody? Okay, just Doug. Okay, good. Good to hear, good to hear that. Uh, but no, life is not that way. And Jesus was giving them a clue that by following me, you're going to go to places that you have not expected. And yet, he has that last curious statement. And on the third day, he will rise again. I'm sure they were completely clueless at this point. What? I thought we were going to go into Jerusalem, crown you as king, and it was all going to be good. But he said, nope. What's going to happen is I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to die. And then on the third day, I'm going to rise again. And I'm sure they're like, I totally know what you're talking about. He wasn't. Instead, he says, he says, You don't know what I'm talking about. What I liked about our sacred reading today was many people said, he is holding all things together. And he was was giving them a clue that when you follow me, your life might look like it's falling completely apart. I I was with my brother-in-law on Friday, uh, and we were talking, we're, we're getting older. We're like old people now. And, and he was talking about his son, who's a young person. He just, just got married in July. And he says, we know that everything's going to work out as we follow Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally a no-brainer. But he doesn't know because he's 22 years old and he's all worried about everything. But we know, and I, and I thought, that is so fun, to 
to have walked with Jesus long enough that we know he's going to hold all things together. Right, Maria? Yeah, Maria last week, last, I, I, she was flustered this much. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, she was a, at least a 2. And I rarely see her as a 2. But she was a 2, all right. And she was like, man, this is, this is getting to me. She, she got hacked by some crazy people and who knows what, and they were trying to mess with everything in her life. But Maria knows that he's holding all things together. Maria knows that on the third day, after everything happens, the rejection, the death, on the third day, she's going to look and she's going to say, man, I got money in my bank account again. Right? And I want to encourage you guys, and I'll, I'll close with this, because... We never know what circumstance or what situation we will find ourselves in. And sometimes it looks like the elders and the chief priests and everybody's coming to crucify you. And you're like, it's all going bad. It's all going down. And Jesus reminds them, but on the third day, he will rise again. And I want to pray for us this morning because it's so like us to forget that Jesus has already declared the truth about our lives. And that is he's going to hold all things together. He's going to take us fully into his presence. There, there's, you know, I, I, I like that it says he's the firstborn, right, from the dead. He's like, I, I already made the way. You don't have to worry about this life. You don't have to worry about the next life. Because I've already been there. And I'm telling you right now that whatever you're facing... I'm going to walk you through it, and you're going to come to that day. You're going to go, how did he rise again? And he's like, oh, that's just who I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So with that, I know we're often like Paul, pressed on every side. Everything's going down. I'm squeezed. And Jesus wants to speak a present word to you right now. I got this. So let's pray together. Lord, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the King of kings. You are the firstborn over all creation. All things are held by you. And that you, by the cross, have reconciled all things. And yet, as we look at our lives, sometimes it's just the, the things of lives, having enough, that's a challenge. Sometimes it's the relationships of our lives that don't seem to be working out. Sometimes it's the bigger picture. It's the wars, the rumors of war. They were like, how, Lord, how are you going to fix this? And yet, we know who you are. We know that you're the risen Lord. You're not just the one we believe in, but you're the one who's proven that you are God, very God. And so, Lord, in the things that we lift up right now, we, we lift up our circumstances and we place them in your hands. If it's a burden, we cast all our cares on you. If it's a relationship, maybe it's our children, 
Maybe it's our coworkers. Maybe it's uh, those around us, Lord, that we're, we're wanting to be walking with each other. Lord, that you would make a way for reconciliation to come because it says that you have reconciled all things on heaven and earth. And we pray for your reconciliation in these things. And lastly, Lord, we pray that you would capture our hearts again to see who you really are. That we'd be like those disciples. Yes, you're the you're Christ, the Son of God. You're not Elijah. You're not John the Baptist. You are who you said you are. And Lord, in that we can rest. And we're grateful for it. And I want to, I do want to stop and, and pray while we're together. Uh, Lord, we do want to pray for Israel and for this war that has just begun there. We don't know what we don't know. And we don't know what they're telling us because surely <laughs> they don't have the, the full perspective. But you know all things. And we pray you'd protect those that are, that are there on the ground, that you'd be with those families uh, and, and the, the leaders of every nation, Lord, as they look at this. And we pray for those that would be enemies of Israel. We pray for Iran and the uh, Palestinians uh, that are, that, those that are attacking. And Lord, you tell us to love our enemies, Lord. So we love them by praying for them today. And we ask, Lord, that you would uh, touch their hearts, change their hearts, Lord. Take the anger that they have in their heart and turn it to God, to Jesus. And so, Lord, we just lift that up. And we thank you, Lord, that, you're, that there's no prayer wasted in heaven and that you'll accomplish your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I better stop praying in private with all of you. So this morning, be at peace knowing who he is. Don't forget it when you walk out into the world and you're like, oh no, all is lost. <laughs> you look at your bank account, you're like, oh, where did my money go? I've been hacked. <laughs> Say, it's all right. It's in Jesus' hands. All right, let me sign off with my friends online. God bless you. Uh, know that Jesus is for you, and he's wanting to do a great work in your life. And uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you guys uh, however and whenever we talk. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye.